A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, gang. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we kick things off, excuse the pun, <laughs> it's awful, with the fallout from the evening's Carabao Cup matches, starting with our main commentary match, where Man City were knocked out by West Ham. This was the reaction on Talksport. forever blowing bubble. Saeed Benrahma steps up, right foot, he scores! Well, Stuart, congratulations. You've knocked out Manchester United and Manchester City, but doing it here in front of 60,000 people on a night like tonight, how important is that for the club, do you think? You've got to turn around and say for a start, you know, 60-odd thousand people have turned up, you know, for, for this round of the Carabao Cup. It's a great recommendation for this football club I think it's all there to see sort of probably the togetherness that the club showed tonight you know from the terraces and I've got to say the manager who's closing in on a thousand matches now has developed that togetherness amongst the group they're loving life right now under David Moyes everyone has bought into it you can tell oh the fans everyone was behind them we're just so so Together, yeah. Steve-o, Steve-o, Steve-o. Give me, go on. I'm forever blowing bubbles. Go on. Give me, give me a big rendition. You, you threw the quarterfinals. Give it large, Steve. Go on. Go on, Steve-o. Pretty bubbles in here. Sounds like you got a bubble in your throat, mate. What? What's happened there? You throw a bit of gravel down your throat. He's at sand on the way out of the ground. <laughs> After winning this trophy four seasons in a row, Man City are out of the Carabao Cup. It was an incredible run for years. One day should finish and I like to finish in this way, playing like uh, really, really well and unfortunately we are out. Phil Foden for Manchester City will take their first spot kick against Alphonse Ariola. He steps up left-footed, he misses the target! Or to have the chorus to say I want to be the first, he, he took it and he will learn then for the next time and uh, tomorrow we'll speak um, calmly about that. Four minutes are up and so are Burnley's hopes. The full-time whistle goes, it's the Spurs fans celebrating. They've won it by a golden ill 
It was a game that Nuno billed as being like a final. They have won it. No Deli Ali in the squad. He didn't travel with the squad. What does he need to do to get back into this side? Or, or are you going to tell us it's a rotational problem? No, 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 no. All the players, all the players, we have to make decisions. Uh, Deli was not here with us today. Uh, Harry Wings also was not here with us today. But it's a long season. I'm not Deli Ali. I'm not in his head. I can only go off the experiences that I had when I was when the chips were down and things weren't going well. The biggest problem that I had as a player was I got comfortable with my surroundings. So basically, I got rich. I started doing nice things, going nice restaurants, having nice holidays, and I took my eye off the prize of what got me to the top, and that was hard work, dedication, putting the miles in putting the effort in, you know, being the first one in training, being the last one out. That was what, that's what made me a football player. Deli Ali used to have that. I don't think, looking at his lifestyle right now, he has that anymore. And the problem is, everyone else has caught up with him. Liverpool beat Preston 2-0 to make it into the last eight, while Brentford saw off Stoke 2-1. Now, three years ago yesterday, the football world was in shock when a helicopter carrying the Leicester owner crashed outside the club's ground. Five people were killed in the tragic accident. The former Crystal Palace chairman, Simon Jordan, paid tribute to the work Vichai's son has done to help continue his father's legacy. To lose somebody in this manner, actually at the stadium, is, is beyond comprehension. For his son, I have to say, for his son to have continued to be involved in a situation where he has to go to a stadium every other week where his father died. And a constant reminder. He's a constant reminder. I, 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 it beggars belief for me, and Leicester should think, thank their lucky stars that they've got owners such as this. Yes, Leicester's, indeed. I'm sure they do, Leicester City fan. Leicester hosted Brighton in the Carabao Cup at the King Power Stadium, and it was the first time a match had taken place on the anniversary of the tragedy. He has to score, or Brighton are out. And Wepu takes it. It's saved by Danny Ward. Big moment, and Leicester progress to the quarterfinals for the fourth time in five seasons. On now to Manchester United, annoyingly. And Alan Brazil, former United player, of course, and Gabby Agbonlahor discussed Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's future as well as his possible replacement, Antonio Conte. I don't really care anymore. It wouldn't have surprised me if he goes and gets a result against Spurs. Do you know what I mean? Gets a result. Gets a result against Atlanta. And maybe even nicks a draw against City. I, I think he keeps his job then. I mm. think they don't want to sack him. I think if he has a loss to Spurs and lose to Man City, he probably goes. It's international break. Everyone knows that's a dreaded time for managers. You need a big name for Man United. Yeah. Listen, Ollie is a player. Goes down in history. Beckham. Into Sheringham. But I've said for months and months, is he strong enough? It's not for me, he's not. To take United on, to be challengers, not for me, he's not strong enough. Mm. So they need a strong manager. Maybe Conte comes in and Ronaldo doesn't play every game. You know, he might play one game and the next game he doesn't play. And then people won't be moaning. I think because he's Solskjaer and he hasn't got this hard... Um, mentality when he just dropped Ronaldo people are against him but Conte comes in he'll just pick the right team that's going to get results he won't care Talk sport breaking news Barcelona have sacked Ronald Koeman he's gone he's done Manchester United all of a sudden might have to go right hold on if Barcelona come in and you know nick Antonio Conte or something maybe they need to make a decision very soon Now Liverpool have been linked with Borussia Dortmund teenage sensation Jude Bellingham 
They may need to break their own transfer record to get him as well. And Bundesliga expert Kevin Hatchard believes that they will be happy to spend big on a transformative signing. Oh, there's a word you don't use every day. I think what Liverpool have shown they'll do is they'll spend big money on what they feel are transformational signings. So they brought in Alisson, uh, and that has been transformational mm-hmm. because they have a top-class goalkeeper. And you only had to look at the way they went out to Atletico Madrid in the Champions League a couple of seasons when he wasn't there to show how important that is. So that made a massive difference. Obviously, we know all about Van Dijk and what a transformational signing that's been. I feel in terms of the football club going forwards, he would be in a similar bracket. Obviously, Van Dijk was a bit more proven. Alisson was a bit more proven. But in terms of potential, in terms of what he would bring to the club, I think a massive outlay would be fine. Leanne Sanderson has been speaking to TalkSport 2 about Josh Cavallo becoming the first openly gay male footballer in a top division. He plays for Adelaide United in the A-League in Australia. She said hopefully one day a gay male footballer will not even be a big story. I just think it's very brave, but I also think hopefully we'll move past the time in England where, you know, we're not putting silhouettes on the front of newspapers and saying we know this player's gay because it makes a player feel really, I'm sure, not good inside themselves because I reckon teammates know who's gay on their team and their families know, but it's up to them and down to their discretion to share that. But it's massive that he's come out and done this and all I can say is well done to him because it takes it's very brave to do that. Now, who wants to have a Football World Cup every two years? No one at all. No one on the planet... Hold on a minute. What? Former England striker Gary Lineker is in favour of a tournament taking place every two years? <gasps> this I have got to hear. I would love to see the World Cup every two years. I would genuinely love it. I hate summers where there's no major tournament. I think they're boring. I think the only reason we think four years is great is because that's how it's always been. And they say, well, maybe it's better if it's not played so often. Well, play it every 10 years then Um, so I don't quite get that argument but I think there's a very big but and that is how you possibly manage um, the players tiredness etc just pushing them too far obviously then you know they're massively well paid etc but that's beside the point because you want the best players playing the best possible football so that would be an issue my only way around that would possibly be to make sure that there are in in terms of qualifying there's way less so you've just got groups of say three or four they all play in three weeks they do it in one city which would help in terms of you know the travel nowadays and what, what we've got to do better with too many flights of football it's a real issue with the environment so and then let the clubs have them for the rest of the year no friendlies no anything like that but realistically is that going to happen I rather doubt it so yes I'd love to see a World Cup every two years I'd love to see a European Championship every two years but that's just me being selfish because I love big tournaments but I don't realistically think it will happen Now in yesterday's podcast QPR manager Mark Warburton was raging after Charlie Austin's goal was disallowed for offside against Sunderland. Have a listen. Not often that you get your breath taken away, but I've just seen how far Charlie was onside. And at this level, with the implications of that decision and what it means for this club, that's an appalling decision. Well, we can hear from Charlie Austin himself, who wasn't impressed with that decision. Park life. (laughs) 
I headed it in, I had a split look at the linesman. He hasn't put his flag up straight away. He waits like four or five seconds. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't until I'm with celebrating with Steffi Hansen, he says that the Lionel's caught his flag up. It's an appalling decision. And I think you can tell the frustration in the manager's voice afterwards. You know what they're like? Oh, we, no, it was offside. It was offside. It was, I guess it was human error. But like you say, it has some serious consequences on the football club. England have eased to an eight-wicket win over Bangladesh to continue their perfect start to cricket's T20 World Cup. On my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time, cricket legend Sir Darren of Goff reflected on the victory. England were outstanding. Jason Roy's 50th cap in T20s uh, was outstanding. Got off to an absolute flyer chasing down that uh, one two five. But Bangladesh batting first. Um, they just didn't look in the game. They, they were finding it hard to hit boundaries. They hit their first six in the 17th over. Moeen Ali went for 10 his first over, but he came back well. He was excellent. Uh, three overs, uh, two for 18. Chris Walks always with a new ball in the power play. He delivers. He took a wicket as well. One for 12. He finished. But Tamal Bills bowling at the end. The innings, which uh, is an area which we have struggled with at times. Yes, we've got Jordan, but Tamal Mills is our best stats-wise as well. At the end of the innings, he was superb, picked up three wickets for 27. So, 1-2-4 wasn't enough on that pitch. It was a good pitch. 150, 160 would have been the minimum uh, score, and England chased it down quite easy. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from, whatever you care. Something I do care about is you hitting that subscribe button, so make sure you do it. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time later on at 4pm today with Darren David Bent. Brent. Brent. I oh, know. From 4pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts at first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.